right. Good morning, Didier. So Good happy morning. to be finally talking to you. I've been talking to you for so long. I feel like, you know, I've known you already for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so could you kindly, I guess, uh, introduce yourself a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you do, and as well as, you know, your company. Yes, so uh, I'm, I'm Didier uh, Chanov, so I'm the head of marketing of Unilever Food Solutions uh, here in, in Malaysia, Singapore. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like responsible for the launch of the vegetarian butcher within Unilever mm -hmm. uh, across uh, Southeast Asia uh, as well. So I'm, I'm from France, but been living for already like three years in, in Asia, specifically in, in, in Singapore. No? Mm -hmm. And uh, now one of my biggest uh, focus and produce is really to transform the the food system industry now uh, by driving the plant-based agenda for Unilever in Southeast Asia. Amazing. Uh, do you mind disclosing maybe some of the brands that uh, you know are in um, that vegetarian butcher works with? Yeah. So I mean, um, you, if I speak, within the vegetarian butcher, it's only one brand. No. So this is the vegetarian butcher. So it's a brand that uh, Unilever acquire in December 2018, mm -hmm. um, uh, so it's a European brand based in, in Netherlands, no? mm -hmm. uh, with a founder which was a, a butcher, and a farmer and a, and a butcher. Um, then the brand ex expanded across uh, Europe, uh, and this is now with all the booming trend of plant-based, this brand is expanding around the world. No? Okay, amazing. Okay, so uh, like I think what we mentioned before, you know, um, we need a little bit of a lowdown on plant-based. So kind of, what, what can you explain what plant-based food is? Because a lot of people think yep. it's just vegan food, right? Is it, it's not the same. Is it no, the same? it's not the same. Yeah. Okay. So I, I agree. And uh, you know, it's even when we say plant-based foods, well, uh, to me it's like, to my how I interpret it, no? Mm. Plant-based food is something that used to be not plant-based, like say animal uh, food, okay. that also has a plant-based version. Because when you talk about plant-based, then a vegetable is plant-based. Yes. But you don't call it plant-based, no? Yes, so, exactly. Uh, and it's a plant, no? Yes. So that's why my interpretations of things are, uh, it's, it's basically a product that we can have either uh, animal, uh, versions protein, but also a plant-based version, so without animal protein inside. No, mm. that's where for me where we could have a plant-based is anything that could have either uh, animal protein inside or without animal protein inside. Okay, so that's quite a a fine line, doesn't it? Like you know what I'm trying to say. It can be quite confusing for consumers. Could you give maybe some examples of plant-based? Foods? Yes, yes. For example, um, I mean, the the one that you, we hear a lot, no, it's the plant-based meats. For example, let's say uh, you, you take a, a meat patty, a beef patty, no, and you can have a plant-based patty. So basically, a, a, a beef patty is made of of beef, no, animal protein, uh, versus a plant-based patty will not have inside, um, uh, may not have inside uh, any animal uh, protein or may. No, so uh, it's mainly made of uh, plant protein, like soy or pea. They are the common one in the market, but they, there are other alternatives, no? Mm. Uh, but some products, they may contain eggs. That's why we said a plant-based uh, product doesn't mean that it, it is necessarily vegetarian or vegan, okay? Mm. 
because if you've got an egg, then you're not vegan. It could be vegetarian options as well. So that's why it's like a bit confusing. But the 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 biggest um, uh, option that we see is like is high content of uh, plant protein. And typically, the one we see the most in the market, they are pea or, or soy. Soy, let's say, is the biggest one currently in the market. Mm-hmm. No, but you take another example. It's um, uh, the milk, the dairy category as well. Mm-hmm. No, uh, where you have brand like Oatly or others. Where, uh, the same thing. So, uh, and it's been existing for a long time already. No, so without uh, milk from cow, so no animal protein, but coming from almonds, coconuts, rice. So you have different alternatives as well uh, on on dairy as well. So I would say uh, dairy and meats. They are typical already uh, categories that have plant-based options. Mm-hmm. And again, they uh, it, we call it plant-based because they have a high. Uh, they contain a lot of uh, plant protein. And typically, soy or pea, they are the one that most typical currently in the market. But we do have also other alternatives like jackfruit or other 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 kind of product that could be. We haven't seen like, for example, uh, cell meat. But for me, this is not a plant-based no uh, product because it's using kind of a cell of the meat, so uh, different. Yeah. Okay, so you wouldn't consider lab-grown cell-based meat as plant-based. Depends, depends, uh, because you have different processes, even in the lab growth, no? If it's a cell uh, product or if it's a, a, a lab grown using some kind of, um, I, I will not enter too much in the details because I'm not the scientist behind, yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I would say some of the even lab, labs grown, they're still using, for example, high level of uh, protein like uh, soy or pea to uh, give the structure to the product, okay? Mm. So then it's still a plant-based. No, mm. but to uh, mimic the taste or to be very close to the taste of uh, uh, meat, they're using the cell uh, from animal meat. Okay, understood. All right, so that's... it's still confusing, probably. It's very, very confusing <laughs> because there's a lot. But but to make it simple, I think the important thing is to consider that the plant-based food it um, contains the high level of plant protein. Okay. Okay. So and often no animal. Uh, protein inside but people have to look at it because this is not always the case that's why plant-based doesn't mean it's vegetarians or vegan okay so for example if I go out and I eat like a beetroot burger that is not plant-based a beetroot burger the beet burger is not plant-based yeah it's animal protein based food yeah but if but it's a vegan beetroot burger that where the patty is made from you know complete vegetables and beans and stuff like that. So that wouldn't be a plant based. Uh, it would be plant based if it's made from uh, if it's a vegan patty ba- uh, made from uh, plant protein like pea or soy or jackfruit for example. Then yes, you can call it a plant based patty. Interesting. Okay, I and I think I quite understand this now. <laughs> All right, so there are overlaps. There can be overlaps where yes. vegan and yes. plant. But then yes. sometimes, just because it's plant-based, it's not necessarily vegan. Correct. Oh, okay. Thank God. I think that was very... It was blowing my mind for a while. And uh, that was one of the questions that, you know, people thought, is plant-based just marketing? Is it just a word for vegan? And it, I think it's very good to clear it out. Yeah, you know, the, the important thing is uh, why plant-based is so, uh, quite trendy, no? So, uh, because uh, the population in the world is growing, no? We yeah. are over 7 billion, no? We expect yes. to be a 10 billion by 20, 
2050, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. And uh, the, the, the meat consumption, the animal meat consumption is, is, is still growing, yeah. no? And we know that the animals mm. in the, um, um, they are one of the biggest producer of, uh, biggest carbon footprint, so CO2, you know, the cows and everything, so for example, yeah. in the world. So we're growing the populations, we're eating more meat, then we're just increasing the quantity of uh, carbon footprint in the planet, no? Mm. So that's also one of the reasons that uh, we need to evolve uh, the way we um, uh, we consume, no? So mm. we're not saying and uh, hey, stop eating everything, no? Mm. I mean, a vegan person or vegetarians will re remove completely, uh, but what we do see is more than 70% of the population in the world, they're still eating meat nearly on a daily basis, no? Mm. And the world is growing, so that's why um, it's about having an alternative. It's about diversification, in my view. No, so it's mm -hmm. not about like having one maybe type of diet, mm -hmm. but diversify the way we eat. Because yeah. if we always use the same, uh, we always use the same uh, quantity of, uh, of of meat, the mm -hmm. same type of meat, the same type of vegetable, the same. Type. What we're doing is we um, we we overuse. Uh, um, the, the same quantity of animals and you can imagine when you grow an animal uh, you have to grow you have to use water you have to use uh, other foods kind of foods as well so behind that there is a lot of uh, a process behind that to, to even grow the animals so all of this is another carbon footprint behind no uh, and then of course there is a, a health angle no for people that uh, so let's say I want to reduce my intake of um, of animal meat because I want to reduce my cholesterol, I want to reduce mm. uh, my uh, my calories, and of course, mm. uh, a uh, plant-based product often are either cholesterol-free or, uh, or and also low low calories as well. So there's kind of a health angle, and then there's another one which is animal welfare as well. No, so I think also through time uh, uh, we have more and more people that really. Uh, uh, go for the animal welfare as well, and that's one of the reasons uh, people stop eating meat as well. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. So, okay, now that we're talking about consumers and stuff like that around the world, I want to make it a little bit more relevant to Southeast Asia, right? Because yep. that's kind of... Um, 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 it, it, Southeast Asian eaters, I'm not sure if it's a lot different from the global uh, consumers, but I'm only going to guess perhaps yeah? yeah when you said that plant-based food and the trend has really been taking off when did it you know when did it really start taking off you saw in this region yeah so uh, it's it's a, a tricky question because if you see in the context of asia mm. uh and Southeast asia of course including Southeast asia well uh plant-based food is not something new no because in asia exactly. we eat tofu <laughs> yeah so, uh, which is basically a, a plant-based product as well, no? Mm -hmm. Base of soy uh, as well. So, uh, we also have seen since a long time as well what we call uh, mock meat, no? Yes, uh, yes. In the markets, very yeah. common yeah. In, uh, in some hawker centers as well, yeah, yeah, uh, right. for example, no? So, it's not something like, let's say, new. But what we do see, and even plant-based um, uh, meat, uh, they were already in the market, no? Since already a few years, uh, even our brands, uh, they started with the product, uh, let's say, in, in 2020, uh, 2012, no? So, uh, it's been a long time already, years of, of products. However, we do see that there is a, a spike um, uh, over the last two to three years, uh, over the last two years, two to three years, because of two reasons, no? 
One is uh, is what we said. There is more and more consciousness from people on protecting our planet, the environment, mm. and there is more and more consciousness on taking care of our health. Okay, so that's uh, a drivers uh, of people choosing to eat a bit differently. Mm. But on the other hand, you know, food. Uh, why people eat something because it's tasty. The taste is the Correct. number one driver of food. No, absolutely. If you, you 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 don't eat something you don't like. Yeah. No? So if you really you know you know so, um, and then the technology behind the processes behind producing plant-based meat that uh, in terms of texture. Um, uh, and look and feel, uh, and also the taste, they are close and closer to the meat, uh, to the real meat, uh, give more possibilities. So basically, as a flexitarian, and we say flexitarian, there are people mm. that uh, do uh, try to reduce their intake of meat, no? Yeah. Um, uh, for example, well, they still love meat, they still have meat, no? Yeah. And uh, they, they feel that a dish that doesn't contain meat, it could probably less more boring. Mm. But if you have a product that a it looks like meat, it tastes like meat, but you don't have the impact on animal meat consumptions mm-hmm. because of your environment or also because you want to take more care of your health as well, then this is why um, uh, this category is growing because now you have products that really look like meat and taste like meat. So that's, that's the combination of both. Yeah. That's amazing. External drivers plus yeah. the combinations of product that offer, uh, are more and more are closer mm. to uh, normal meat. No? Yeah, I see. Okay. That, and we do see the same trend also in, uh, in, in Southeast Asia, but using plant-based uh, products is not something new uh, in the region. Mm. No? Again, because we mm. eat tofu, mm. we eat uh, that typical uh, kind of thing. Mock meat has been there also in the market for, for a few years. Tempe. It's just like a new offer. I understand. So with this new offer, do you think that, you know, how has the growth been? Has it been very substantial in the last two, three years? Would you be able to share a little bit more on the numbers? So it's, it's difficult to talk on, on, diffic- uh, on concrete numbers because, you okay, know, it's like the, the food industry is so fragmented. So to have very True. clear numbers, but what we do see um, is that, that uh, the numbers are growing very fast. In the context of Southeast Asia, uh, when we talk about plant-based meat, for example, uh, we have uh, information that's showing us that, for example, in Singapore, no? mm. um, uh, there is already uh, two out of three people that considering that they are flexitarians. No, they're mm. eating less meat. Okay, yeah. It's a huge number. It's probably the highest yeah. in all Asia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're not saying that they're not eating meat. They're just reducing the quantity of meat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also see that this is growing trend across uh, Southeast Asia as well. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, we uh, we do see that overall uh, year on year mm. we're talking about double digit growth. Is it fifteen percent, twenty or twenty five percent? I cannot tell you the exact number because it's so fragmented I around out of home, in home as well, non the consumption, that is very difficult. But what we do see there is at least double digit growth uh, on year on year over the last two to three That two, is two, so years. impressive and you know fueling the double digit growth. Which are the countries like in Southeast Asia in the lead? So Singapore. you can see Singapore, 
yeah. seems to be quite mature in the quantity of consumption of uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, animal meat, uh, of sorry, of plant-based meat. Yeah. Now. Uh, uh, but of course, we do see big trends also in, in Thailand uh, as well. We have seen also uh, Philippines picking up a bit, a bit more. It's been a bit more uh, slower, let's say, in countries like Malaysia uh, and Indonesia. But this is sorry, and even Singapore, no. But um, uh, one of the reasons so that we do see uh, is also because the, the the meat price in those markets are also very very low. So where mm -hmm. the meat price uh, is also a bit higher, and you have offers of plant-based, which are still costing a bit more than mm -hmm. uh, than normal meat. There is a bit more bias to consume it as well, no? Mm -hmm. But this is a, a trend, no? The more people are consuming, uh, let's say, meat, yeah. um, uh, less meat and more plant-based meat, this is going to grow and the, the price will go down, no? So if I give you kind of information on the, on the global level, no? Yeah. So we're saying that the meat market, every year, we're talking about the market over 14 trillions of dollars, That's US dollars, crazy. okay? It's a crazy, no? So it's a huge, huge, so the quantity of meat, 70% of the global population, 7 billion people, no? so 14 trillions of US dollars, no? And uh, the, the, the current size of the plant-based uh, meat uh, consumptions is around 14 billion, okay? Oof. It's huge also, yeah. it's huge, but it's nothing versus what yes, it is. Exactly. It's nothing is less than 1% of exactly. the total meat market, okay? Yeah. So huge, but but small in comparison small. no mm -hmm. and when you see market like europe and and, and and us that have been much more mature in their plant-based meat consumptions or yeah. plant-based non-dairy yeah. we see that they've been growing over the last uh, four uh, three to uh, four years uh, double digit and now yeah. you have some market where for example in us i was seeing some informations that the dairy market in us i think 14 percent of the dairy market in us it's already plant-based so uh, the, if we if we assume that globally we go into the same trend, yeah. by 2030, um, uh, so we the plant-based meat could be 10% of the total meat consumptions in Southeast Asia. In 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 globally. Globally. No? So in Southeast Asia, where we do see we are not the highest consumers of of meat. Okay, so we're not in the stage of what they consume in US or Australia, uh, for example, um, or even in, in Korea or no, for example, or even in Japan, in, in Asia. Mm -hmm. But Southeast Asia, we consume normally less meat, uh, first of all, uh, because there are a lot of varieties of, of products, and because of the of the weather, we have access to uh, every year, all the year long, we have access to infinite quantity of uh, vegetables and options behind, no? Yeah. Uh, and the food is quite mixed as well here in Southern Southeast Asia. Mm. Okay. So, um, one of the... So, how about Vietnam? How's Vietnam in this in this whole rate, in this plant-based... Um, I don't have a clear data of, of, of Vietnam uh, to share, no? But the same thing what we're saying, no? It's like, we do see... Uh, that Vietnam is, is picking up the trends that coming um, around uh, Asia as well, no, either from North Asia or even Southeast Asia. So uh, it's difficult for me to tell you kind of clear data from from Vietnam because I don't have it in in my hands, no. Mm. But what we do see is that Vietnam uh, is developing very fast as a market. 
and um, uh, and they're picking up this, the same kind of trends as well, no? Mm. But difficult for me to give you a kind of uh, clear numbers. Uh, I don't have it in my hand. Mm, no worries at all. It's very interesting that you're saying that, you know, Indonesia and Malaysia are one of the, you know, it's not picking up as fast because um, I was reading about the launch of the Burger King plant-based burger and they said that, you know, one of the markets that we were, um, wait, no, sorry, I was reading about Omni Foods. Yeah, and, you know, they launched in Singapore and Malaysia. And one of the reasons that they wanted to go into Malaysia with this halal, with their halal certification was because Malaysia is one of the largest chicken consumers in Southeast Asia. And I said, yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me that, you know, Malaysians, you know, they are also, the Indonesia and Malaysia eat a lot of chicken, a lot of fried chicken, and we are one of the most obese nations in Southeast Asia. Yeah. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, this, this would be a market that would pick up plant-based super fast, um, especially if it's halal. So this is quite interesting to me when you say that it's not actually growing as, f as fast. It's growing very fast. But for the Ooh, okay. size of the market, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, you don't see the same quantity of brands already implemented market. Yes, you mentioned a good point, no? So one thing is that uh, those also market require as well halal uh, solutions, yeah. no? Uh, that's one of the first things, no? But mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, those also market also very uh, have one of the lowest cost of meat uh, currently in the market, no? Mm. And then... Uh, you 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 are flexitarians, for example, and uh, I'm not talking about vegetarians or, ve or vegetarians. Okay, why? Because uh, people that are vegans or vegetarians, they have already removed from the vocabulary or the diet, the routine, the meat. Okay, mm. uh, and the quantity of vegetarians or vegans, it's it's, it's small quantity of the total population. Okay, yes, correct. Uh, uh, and if you really want to have an impact on the world. Mm. We need to have what we call the omnivores, people that eat meat nearly on a daily basis, yeah. to st reducing the intake of meat. Okay, that will have a very strong impact on our planet and and, and people uh, people's life and of course animal as well. No? Yeah. So, the, by doing this, what we do see that yes, uh, it need to those drivers, the health reason, the uh, environment need to be very strong. Um, um, inside person to believe that yes i can have an impact behind this no and we do see that for example in, in asia the trend of sustainability is much lower than uh, in europe for example mm -hmm. no so there is less uh, possibilities in you and still in, in asia for example you're still using plastic bag mm -hmm. in a supermarket uh, versus a lot of market in uh, in europe in us or, uh, or um, latin america you have a lot of uh, markets where you don't have any more plastic bags in supermarkets, mm. no? Uh, reducing the, the plastics, uh, eating less meat, because there is a direct impact on the environment as well. And then the health consciousness, mm. well, when you have food as well, uh, a very cheap price as well, then mm. uh, it becomes a bit more difficult to, uh, to, to change the habit of someone. Mm. It takes time. It will take time. It will take more time, in my view, um, mm. to educate and to transform the way people uh, we, we used to it. Mm. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Okay, so I think one of the final questions just talking about Southeast Asia is, you know, how educated are the customers 
about plant-based foods and how are you guys like Unilever Food Solutions helping to educate them? Yeah, so it, it, it's a good question. So mm. um, we do see um, uh, that the young generations, mm. um, 1830s as well, mm. we do see more and more trends of understanding of the impact um, on the environment, for example, mm. much more so uh, on the health part. Uh, there is, I think, uh, I was listening uh, ultimately some information that younger generations uh, drink less alcohol, for example, mm. they eat less meat, mm. they, uh, they really care, they go more to gym as well. So there is a kind of health, uh, let's say, a thinking behind, no? Uh, but there is also uh, environmental, um, let's say, they, they, they mm. do care a lot, but it also does make sense because also they are very young and, and they have all the future ahead yeah. uh, as well and also putting in the planet, you know, yeah. and putting the, the, the kids as well, uh, their kids as well in the future as well. So that's, that's where we see that there is, it's coming. It's less uh, deep than what we see in markets like Europe or US, you know, but it's also, we, we do see that it's growing. Or, for example, we just saw also like the, a few days ago the commitment from Singapore government, no, uh, on the uh, um, the green plan 2030, no. We do see that there is a lot of also more and more uh, push from the governments as well to really do more uh, about this, no. And how do we do it uh, as Unilever um, as well and Unilever Food Solutions? So when we launched the brand in Singapore in December. We, we partner with um, an operator called the Social Kitchen. No? Called what? Uh, the Social Kitchen. Mm. Okay. So it's a social and, 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 and sustainable approach because the Social Kitchens, uh, they really, um, their business model, it's really on um, having a business with social impact, social, uh, impact positive impact on the society. Yeah. So these, these, they're hiring people with disabilities. Okay, Amazing. in their uh, FMB uh, outlets. Okay? okay, so it's really uh, uh, having an impact on those people to make sure mm. they have an income and be able yeah. To, yeah. to be more and more in And the other hand, so what they're offering, they want to offer products that are more sustainable for the planet as well. No, yeah. so how do we help them? We help the different operators to mm. offer products that have a health environmental, animal welfare, um, uh, positive impact, mm -hmm. but keeping with our culinary expertise, we are uh, helping them also to uh, to craft the best product. Because at the end, it's, uh, in food, you know, it's all about taste, no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need to like what you eat, no? Yeah. So, and it's where how we help yeah. this. So, we are already driving different kind of products, yeah. no? Because we are, uh, at the Western Butcher, we are yeah. a butcher. Um, uh, we want to be the, the biggest butcher in the world and yeah. the future of the butcher, no? Yeah. Uh, it's about driving different type of products mm -hmm. that are suitable, uh, very versatile for the different type of cooking, no? Because in Asia and Southeast Asia, the cooking are quite different, no? Correct. A mix of cultures, you could, is Western, Asian, yes. Japanese, yes. Uh, Thai, uh, uh, Indonesians, uh, Filipinos, yes. no? Malaysian food yeah. as well. So all of this, um, you need to have different type of products. No, and uh, and that's what we offer. We offer different type of product that are versatile for the different type of cuisine, but we also offer uh, support to craft the best uh, dishes. So it stays tasty for the uh, diners, mm -hmm. no, 
and uh, why they're driving positive impact on the environment and people's life. That's amazing. So, um, when was this collaboration with the Social Kitchen? Uh, it's doing very well. So, it started in December, so with the first outlet implemented in Jurong Book Park in Singapore. Yes, yes. And uh, you will hear very soon because they're, uh, they, 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 they're growing um, as well. So, the, the intention mm. is to be in different iconic places uh, in, in, in Singapore. Mm -hmm. They have a huge ambitions because uh, they, they really want to drive uh, more social and sustainable positive impact mm. uh, in the world. So that's, that's uh, very impressive what they want to do. Uh, we're supporting them because we do believe this is the, this is the way we need to move. Mm. So from what I can understand is you're trying to drive education through, you know, this uh, more environmental, social understanding from the consumer. But how about the education about, uh, you know, what the product is? You know, some people you know, they, 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 they see it and they're, they're not very sure what's inside. One of the questions that I get from people, you know, a lot is what's inside the plant-based meat? Is it safe to eat or, you know, with all this lab-grown stuff, you know, it's a bit scary, even I'm also a little bit scared. So yeah, how are, I would say, so how are I you mean, educating on, on, you know, yes, what goes into so, so, the product? So, so. I, I can talk about our own products, you no? Know? So they mainly yeah. based on on, on, on on soy, you no? Know? So yeah. we use mainly soy because it's very stable as well, you no? Know? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and uh, I mean, in Unilever, we make sure that every product that we have in the market are compliant with the different regulations of the market, you no? Know? Yeah. To ensure uh, the product are, are safe in this aspect, they are mainly made on, on, on yeah. soy. Uh, basically, on um, and and um, other uh, small kind of ingredients as well to mm -hmm. to give the test profile, the color. I'll give you an example. For example, you know, to to get this red color, for example, of the meat, you no know, uh, readiness of a beef, for example. Yeah. Well, you use product like beetroot, no. Yeah. So all our products are using um, natural ingredients, no. Yeah. Um, uh, to make sure that uh, they are more and more authentic, uh, and. Uh, but they're still having a high level of, of protein quantity as well now because we do are so important. Again, uh, we're talking about offering to flexitarians or an omnivores, mm -hmm. no, an alternative uh, in yeah. their diet, okay, yeah. to eat less meat because this is going to have an impact in the, um, in the food industry, but also mm -hmm. on our environment and the planet. You know? yeah. That's something I want to highlight. The products are safe. Uh, I can talk about our brands and our yeah. products, you know. Yeah. I do assume that every product that are in the market, they are regulated, they are reviewed mm. by um, uh, government as well, they are approved, therefore they should be safe mm. for everyone. And again, it's not about asking people or recommending people, You need, uh, we need to eat every day. One of the things I always learn with nutritionists now, it's all about having a balanced diet, you know. Mm. Uh, in a day, you have probably an average three occasions, no? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. In a week, seven days, you have then 21 occasions. Yeah. So uh, if you if we start eating uh, three times out of 21, mm. it doesn't sound a lot, no? Mm. But reducing, uh, my, say, instead of eating 20 times uh, meat, mm. I'm having three times without meat, but I'm using maybe a plant-based or mm. other options behind that. Well, I will start to have an I will start to have an impact on me, mm. but also uh, on the planet. So imagine mm. we have billions of people doing it in the world. Yes, amazing. Okay, 
So yeah, that, that all sounds you know great, and it's so nice to know that everything is like safe to eat. Um, so one of the other questions that I think I really wanted to ask you is adoption of you know of of, of these products. Um, now that we know why the consumers are eating it, um, actually, what is the biggest thing that you see that that is holding consumers back from actually trying it? Um, again, Asia. so the, the good thing is that there is more and more people eating it, so it's, yeah. it's growing, no? Yeah. And I would say um, one of the, uh, not say a buyer, I would say an opportunity, first of all, is the availability, no? Yeah. Um, uh, where you need to be available, no? Yeah. So uh, you need to make sure that uh, everybody uh, has access to it, no? We do see buyers in terms of sometimes, you know, of, of price, of of cost as well. This is a reality yeah. where uh, sometimes operators are charging uh, a higher price as well. No. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is also linked to the volumes as well. No. I mean, yeah. uh, meat. So tons of tons and are consumed. The more people will consume plant-based, the more the price will uh, uh, will also be uh, called on as well and closer to meat uh, to meat price. Um, uh, we do see that people maybe are not aware. Mm. No. Uh, or fully of what could be the uh, benefit behind, and then sometimes also uh, because of test, no. So uh, which is uh, normal. Again, everything is about test, no. Uh, and that's why also when we we do our products, uh, we, we we do it as a butcher. We craft our product as we will craft meat. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we do a sausage, uh, it's the same way we do it as a butcher, but we don't mm -hmm. use animal meat inside, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because this is this is what we eat, no? We like to go. Uh, you want to go barbecue? You like it as well? Well, um, you need to be tasty. Yeah. You need correct. to look like oh the grill. You like the grill aspect as well. So yeah. that's where uh, um, uh, the, the the difference I think. And it's about making it available, mm -hmm. democratizing the access to to the, those kind of products around. And I'm happy to see that there is more and more operators that are embracing this this opportunity. Yeah, and we can definitely. help them if they have any doubts and uh, they don't really share but how to craft the best product behind that uh, we can support them to craft the best dishes that's amazing okay so yeah now that we're talking about the operators you know what are the categories that you see are doing the the, the best what are the the food categories in southeast asia that are doing the best i think it's going to be meat right is it meat is it dairy um and and would you say it's mostly in, um, you know, uh, European food or is it in Asian cuisine? Like, what is really the leading category that you see the biggest pickup in plant-based meats or dairy? No, we do see currently, like, effectively, we do see that the, uh, in the plant-based food, mm -hmm. we do see that the plant-based meat is the fastest growing Mm -hmm. um, category. Mm -hmm. uh, why also? Because there is more and more options. No, so mm -hmm. in the dairy part, uh, when you cook, I mean, talk about an operator and a, a food uh, FMB operators. Mm -hmm. Well, you use uh, cooking cream. You use no. Uh, but I do. Uh, we do see that even in cheese. No, for example, we mm -hmm. have a, a lot of operators asking about cheese as well. No, mm -hmm. and we do see that currently the products yet in a dairy space are not yet there. They are not delivering yet the same. When you eat a cheese, it has to be uh, melty, the smell, the taste, it's all about mm. the taste again, no? Mm. Uh, so it is not yet there. That's why it's growing, but 
a bit slower versus plant-based meat where you have more and more options in the market, good options in the market as well, no? Uh, many brands are in the market uh, and, and many options. And, and, and in terms of type of cuisine, it really depends on the market because I can tell you in Southeast Asia, uh, well, uh, Singapore is a very diversified market where Western and Chinese food uh, are, let's say, the, the, the biggest uh, footprint, but you have so Japanese food and Thai food as well, very wide, so very mix of culture. They are all growing and you can create any kind of dishes. You can create any kind of dishes. Mm-hmm. If anyone has a dot, we can tell you we can create, you can have plant-based meat pot, uh, a barbecue, you can have eat on a western food like a burger or pizza where every day is a lot of things that can be done as well in thailand is much more uh let's say uh, uh, thai food is more predominant more traditional more thai food predominant yes western is there but thai food is more predominant the same uh in in malaysia it's quite mix of western and malay food as well um, uh, in in malaysia and filipino let's say is a bit more westernized in terms of type of food uh, and we do see a, a trend. So some brands they have launched it, and they're doing very well as well with Western plant-based food as well. So again, is it, it's uh, every type of food um, could embrace the plant-based uh, mm. journey. And across all the cuisines, it seems to be generally they are all do- they are all like very open to it. Yeah, they all yeah, exactly. So we do see, for example, from our side, we do see uh, even the the first operators that we have launched. Most of them they've been like uh, Asian cuisine, okay. Okay. Uh, in our case, but it, I, I, I would tell you mention things. So one of the thing is also because you have seen a lot, we have seen a lot of Western type of cuisine because the products that have been offered they have been centered in probably one type of of, of product, the pâté, for example, okay? Mm. But uh, now what we say, and, and again, we, we're offering right now more than five different kind of products and we'll have more, uh, which give the possibilities to the operators to really create what they want, no? Yeah. I can invite you, we're going to launch in Singapore, we're launching in Tonglok, no, mm. group, no? It's wow. a very uh, uh, important group here. And the chefs, they have created amazing dishes, no? Most of it, they are uh, uh, Chinese type of foods, different things and what they can do with the product it's amazing no uh, uh, so the product are versatile and you mm. can really create whatever you want mm. do you okay so for, for 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 me for asian cooking is a lot of steaming and there's a lot of stir fry and very high heat you know when we talk about um the patty and certain types of plant-based um meat proteins um, do you actually have to create different kinds of products for the Asian market? No, we don't see the need okay. of this because um, we we have an. Uh, I mean, I can share with you a lot of inspiration of recipes. No, <laughs> um, uh, you can really create with those products. Uh, stir fry, as you mentioned, I can yeah. tell you we have chunks uh, that are amazing for it. But you can also use a patty. Uh, break it in pieces, use a meatball, break it in pieces, wow. you can use even nuggets, Amazing. cut it in pieces and you can create different fried rice, fried food as well inside. It's all suitable, no? It's, it's very suitable. So of course there is also like, uh, the more you know the products, the more uh, a chef will be creative enough to see, oh, that's the best way I can use it, no? Yes. Uh, um, so no limits, really, mm. you don't need to sacrifice anything. Mm. That makes sense. All right. So. 
I guess one of the, the final questions on the adoption on the food service part is, you know, what are the key challenges that you feel restaurants face when they adopt it? Is it a cost thing? Is it a taste thing? Like, what is the biggest challenge for them? So what, what we do see is um, uh, there is a lot of interest uh, among the category. Yeah. Uh, but I think what they are, um, the operators, they will say, okay, so if plant-based is still not as big as meat consumptions, but is a small and growing, no? Yeah. Uh, or is it not complicating their operations, no? By adding another things, no? I would say, mm. no, it is not because what we do see there is more and more consumers. So I, it, it's good to be there, to have those plant-based options, to okay. uh, trigger... Uh, this movement of yeah. eating more plant-based and also it's good for them to learn you know of how to use plant-based what is the best options because this uh, you we, we expect to have more and more uh, diners eating more plant-based so it's better to know know how to use it what is the best way to do it in your menu because every person has their own menu have their own uh, propositions uh, so I will say but that's of the bias we have seen for example they're not very sure how, how uh, how big mm. this could be, how complicated there in their operations, and, and we don't see it, and we can support them with this. No uh, price for some of this, no, especially when you are very low price point uh, offering menu, no, uh, because the cost is still higher overall as a normal meat. So this can also have certain impact on on on, um, on the cost and the profit of the operators or the uh, uh, the price of the consumers. But again, uh, if you, we invite you to go to the kitchen. And, and you can see that you have very accessible kind of dishes using fully yeah. plant-based products as well, no? So yeah. uh, it depends what you can. And we can help them to craft the best recipes at the very lowest cost uh, possible as mm. well. Uh, what else I would say? Uh, and then some buyers that sometimes we also have seen uh, is uh, for some chefs, sometimes they're not very sure what is the best way to use the product they're cooking. So the cooking process of the stems, you can deep fry, pan fry, bake it, uh, you can do different things, stir fries, mm -hmm. everything is possible, no? Uh, the difference is sometimes comes that um, uh, the, the, the products um, uh, may need less time, more time to cook as well. It depends what you want to do, but I invite all operators that have a dot, mm -hmm. uh, but you're using plant-based, no? Uh, to, to come to us and we can really like uh, help them to, uh, to craft the best products, no? Uh, mm -hmm. I invite them to go to the uh, visit the operators where we already have the brands available yeah. and they will see that they can create very nice dishes. Mm. Okay, so I mean, is it not just a matter of if I have chicken fried like, is it not just uh, if I have, let's say, chicken fried rice just replacing the chicken? Does the recipe need to change that much? No, no need. Exactly what you mentioned, exactly. Okay. You want to, you can have a chicken fried rice and you say, okay, I want to have my chicken for rice, but instead of uh, chicken, animal, uh, meat, no, I want to use the vegetarian butcher, no chicken uh, mm. chunks. It will look the same, it will taste very similar, mm. and it will be amazing. Okay, understand. So, and you, you still have your chicken fried rice, but it's no animal meat inside. Amazing. So, I guess since we're on the topic of hawker, I'm going to ask you one last question. How has it you know, like in Southeast Asia, the one thing that we have that's so unique is hawker culture, right? Street food is a big thing every single country. 
And to really hit the masses, I personally feel you need to get into the hawkers. That's where you get the, the, all the Singaporeans, all the Malaysians, all the Filipinos, everything. How, how are you, is there a plan to go there? And how the, are we getting there? So, the, uh, yes, so exactly you mentioned. So in Southeast Asia, it's probably the cluster that eats most out of home in the world. Correct. Okay. I think more than 33% of the population is eating out of home nearly on a daily basis, no, uh, in, uh, uh, in Southeast Asia. And uh, yes, because of the street food, hawker centers, it, mm-hmm. everywhere you, you, it's easy to find food here, no? Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, so, uh, but when you think about it, you also uh, realize that, yes, this is a lot of quantity of options, but they are all individual options, okay? So this is why you saw why we, it's about, being accessed so the product are suitable for the hawker centers they can mm-hmm. create as well Correct. Uh, then the things because they are independent and everywhere as well no what we need to do the first thing to do is to make sure that the product is available for them no so i invite all of those uh, operators that work in hawker centers street food as well to um, work with the distributors or wholesalers to uh, uh, have access to those products yeah huh? and they can find out they can look for us in the food solutions of the best recipe to cook, no? I can tell you mm-hmm. there is no any dish that currently has any meat inside that could not mm-hmm. be cracked to a plant-based um, uh, to a plant-based food as well, no? And yeah. um, I'm very happy to hear any uh, chef that have, oh, I want to cook this, and if we don't have already like a recipe available to make it happen, then uh, we'll find, we'll give them a solution. Mm. So, it's, we're talking about the hawkers again, you know, like, is that a goal for Unilever Food Solutions to go into that market? Our goal, our goal is to be the biggest butcher in the world, no? Okay. So, um, and, and, and for that means that we will democratize the access to the plant-based food to everywhere. Okay, mm. so that means that uh, it's not about only the hawker centers. Uh, it's, it's everywhere. Uh, whoever is interested to have and to drive a change in the way we eat food, no? Uh, we will give access to our products as well. No, mm. uh, that's what we try to do. No limitation. Do you think that there, what will your biggest challenge be when you enter the hawker culture? Every dish in Singapore is like three, four dollars. Um, yeah, exactly. So probably this is uh, take a bit more time to make sure that oh, okay, how can we maintain the same level of price uh, mm. without um, uh, either uh, impacting the consumer, the diners, or yeah impacting the profitability. So maybe this may take a bit more time mm. as the category to grow and then lowering. But I can tell you that also like uh, uh, the, within the technology we are efficienting also constantly the way we produce products as well. So there will be, you will see in the market more and more options. Uh, mm. It will evolve, it will constantly evolve to get closer to the mid price. And then uh, there will be no big difference to have the product available um, in any places at the oh, same price. Wow, I'm very excited to hear because, like, uh, I I know I'm, I'm I that's my I always think about when am I over ever gonna get chicken rice? You know, like, but with plant based chicken, that would be so surreal and so crazy. Yeah, I I'm really excited for that. Actually, um, I think a lot of Singaporeans will probably be very angry with me for saying it, but. Uh, but I, I think there will be a day. Okay, so uh, last but not least, what is the future of plant-based food in Southeast Asia? What do you think, you know, where are we going to be in five years' time? 
Yeah, so I tell you my perspective on uh, on, on this now. So yeah. I uh, we assume that this is going to be uh, is going to continue to to, to, to grow year on year, no? Mm. And uh, my visions um, when we put up it, okay. Well, we hope that around eight to ten percent of the young generations, let's say 80 to 20 to 40 years old, 18 to 40 years old people uh, within the next five years will consume at least two to three times a week uh, a plant-based food. Okay, I think that's that's the uh, the, the the ambitions. No, so yeah. if at least 10 percent of the populations around 18 to 40 years old mm. are part of this uh, food revolution, mm. no? Mm. Not only for the health, for animal welfare, but also because of the planet as well, no? Mm. Uh, I think that that's where I hope that Sufistisha would be. Okay. And um, I think the last question, which I'm not sure it's very, very, very relevant, but, you know, when we talk about generating plant-based meat at that point, um, plant-based foods obviously the, you know what is the source are we going into very serious like is it vertical farming um, there's because we need a lot of soy <laughs> uh, no they it's not about the the soy so because uh, the plant-based food are not only made of soy no so they are made of uh, alternatives like peas or jackfruit and there ah, is yes, and, and all the companies they are looking at a different way to produce it. No, mm -hmm. even for Unilever, we're working on what is the next, uh, the third generations of uh, making it because we want to make sure that um, uh, uh, exploiting the soil, for example, is not going to be a problem in the future. Exactly, no? exactly. Uh, as well, so it's again, it's really about caring about whatever the sourcing, the product that we're having. Mm -hmm is not creating another problem in the planet. Exactly. So that's why we are constantly evolving or finding different alternatives. Uh, and I believe that uh, in the future, the market will be with a mix of different products from different sources of, of, of protein as well. So what are your thoughts about, you know, vertical farming and soil regeneration um, for agri as, as some of the ways that you will, you know, diversify your production for I would say proteins. whatever uh, alternatives that are sustainable uh, for the planet and um, uh, also scalable, no? because we're talking about yeah. a, a global food revolution, exactly. no? uh, that's where um, uh, the impact would be bigger. No? Okay, of mm. course, as an individual, uh, having your own garden, if you have the space for as well, or a vertical, as you mentioned, vertical garden as well, but does it also provide the scalability uh, that is needed mm -hmm. when you, because uh, the countries are talking about millions of people, no? Mm -hmm. And I think the important thing is to make sure that every single mm -hmm. people in the world, they have access to food, no? Mm -hmm. And there is no hunger. So it's a combination of caring about the, our planet, mm -hmm. so drive, developing the sustainable options, mm -hmm. while also making sure that we um, uh, will show driving and, and the access to food to everyone as well. So scalability, sustainability are important. That will make the biggest impact. Okay, amazing. So yeah, I think that was a, a very, very comprehensive call. 
and um, I, I, I have really, really enjoyed our conversation and everything that you've spoken. It's really educated me a lot, a lot, a lot about things that I never knew before. So one last question. This actually came from some of my uh, followers, I guess, who are very into plant-based and they run a plant-based news platform in Bangkok, Thailand. And they said, when is the Korean Burger King... Isn't Burger King working with uh, the vegetarian butcher? Yes, yeah, so, uh, so we have a partnership with Burger King uh, in Europe. Mm. Uh, where we have across um, uh, 25 countries already launched there. We yeah. have also launched in Burger King in Latin America, so yeah. in Brazil and yeah. uh, and Mexico and other markets that so will follow up. In mm. Asia, we have launched uh, in China. Yeah. Uh, and I can just say that watch out because we will launch uh, in other markets in Asia very soon. Yeah. So when can we expect it to come to Thailand and Singapore? I hope that... My expectation is that Booking will have uh, will drive the plant-based uh, agenda uh, this year across all Asia. This year. Yes. Wow. So we are. Difficult. Going... Cannot disclose any dates as well. But no the worries. Intention is that ready to? Uh, I think they're doing a very good job of democratizing, giving the access to to the plant-based foods. No, happy to support them on the journey. No. Mm. Um, uh, to craft the best uh, 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 plant-based whopper, Amazing. Uh, but I would say, uh, watch out, uh, there will be more and more uh, uh, plant-based uh, foods coming for Burger King. Amazing, so looking forward, I think we have a Burger King here in Vietnam and yeah, we could bring it here, just, you know, take a photo and send it to you, it'll be so exciting. Alright. So I don't have any more questions for you, do you have any questions for me? Um, about anything? Uh, no, I think it's, what you're doing is, is, is great. I think it's good that people like you are, uh, are communicating because I think, you know, uh, education is about uh, information. Yeah. No? It's about uh, getting the information. If you're at school, you get the information from your teacher. Yeah. Uh, if you're not at school, then you get information from colleagues, from yeah. friends, yeah. from uh, on your uh, self collections of information from yeah. uh, online, yeah. uh, newspapers or TV, whoever, uh, and and everything. It's and uh, uh, this So I really appreciate that people like you are taking the time to talk about the plant base uh, and also to to um, uh, to share a bit more about how Unilever. Uh, is driving the agenda, mm. is uh, democratizing the access of more plant-based food because, again, if I have to mention one thing, is uh, if you think about the future of our planet, our own people's life as well, so we need to drive a change. Uh, we can continue like this, growing, population growing, uh, and and yeah. and, and over-exploiting our, uh, our uh, every, uh, everything with soil and, yeah. and, and animals as well. Yeah. Amazing. I think, you know, like uh, your, your passion definitely is shining true about what you're doing and what you believe. And I, I, I think that's very, 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 very great. Um, and, you know, it's making me also going to buy into this. I, I'm drinking my soy based milk right now. I don't drink any dairy milk already. Yeah, that was the first thing I cut out. I realized that I, I get very sick when I drink dairy milk. Um, but also because I feel like Southeast Asians were generally quite lactose intolerant uh, as we grow up. So yeah, that was quite interesting for me. Okay, so the last but not least, I'm going to turn off the recording right now, is 